0: Welcome back to The Caption Life, and you are listening to the 100th episode of the show. To celebrate this milestone, we decided to do a live episode on YouTube, and I was joined by the co-creator and former co-host of the show, Kevin Stoliker. I hope you enjoyed this special episode, and thank you all for all of your support that you have given us. And welcome to The Capsule Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I'm your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels have to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals, roundtable discussions with passionate fans, and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. Now let's dive right on in. Hey everyone, welcome to The Caption Life and we are celebrating 100 episodes and to celebrate with us today is former co-host and co-creator of The Caption Life show, Kevin Stoliker. Kevin, how you doing, man?
1: Man, I am doing fantastic. I am excited to be back on the show.
0: Oh, man, I, it's glad to, I'm glad to have you on, and it's been a while. And you know, I, I really miss having you on the show as much as uh, as much fun as I'm having doing the show now and everything, and and all the stuff I'm doing. I absolutely miss having you on as a regular co host for a number of reasons. Uh, one, like this. When we got on to do the show, that was like one of the few times we actually get on Zoom or do a video call to actually mm-hmm. talk to each other since we're in different states. But it's just so good to have you back on. And the nice thing is we actually worked out for another episode for you to join, I think, later on in June, where we're going to be talking about Superman Birthright as well, too, right?
1: Awesome, yeah. Yes. I love this. I love the big boy in blue. <laughs>
0: We all love him, so... Uh, But yeah, so we are celebrating our 100th episode. And what I have to clarify here a little bit is that... Even though this is our 100th episode, th- like technically, it may not be our 100th episode, right? Um, and the reason I say that is because we've had a long journey of how this show started. Um, and for a while, we were doing a series of bonus episodes. So, for example, you probably remember this, where we we're trying to figure out a way for us to do um, TV shows and movie reviews um for the show but the problem was i went and saw them you know the the night it came out and because of your schedule you usually yeah. weren't able to get into the theater for like a week or two and so yeah, i, I st- did go ahead i yeah.
1: still i still really wish like part of me is just like exhausted last week and i was like you know what i've got i'm i'm an adult and i can make decisions on my own and i can go see <laughs> um guardians of the galaxy on thursday a thursday night but, like, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I was asleep by 8 o'clock that day because I was <laughs> so exhausted from work. So uh, tomorrow, I'm going to go see you tomorrow.
0: Yeah. no, no And I totally get that because I'm i not a high school teacher anymore, but I used to. And I remember those days when I would come home at 4 o'clock and I would pass out by 5 because I was so exhausted from teaching. So I totally get that, and I don't fault you for that for any reason whatsoever. Um, But it just made a really interesting scenario for us where I started doing these bonus episodes where I would review movies and TV shows on my own. And so when you go through our podcast, it actually, if you count them up, it'll be more than a hundred because of those bonus episodes. But Mm -hmm. since we've been numbering our episodes, this is officially number 100. So Um, To celebrate, I thought what we could do is we could do a few things. Um, Kevin and I will kind of look back at how we started the show and where we're at now, Um, and then uh, at a suggestion of one of our... Colleagues from Comic Watch, Miriam uh, Herrera, she had suggested us talk about our top episodes. And so we're going to talk about that and our favorite episodes that's not on the list. Um, So there's probably going to be some overlap initially, but we're going to specifically talk about the ones that's not on the list, but we really enjoy. Um, Then we're going to read some of the reviews that people left on the show since we started this. And then we will end it with um, the comics we're reading and the giveaway that we've been promoting for the last couple of weeks as well, too. We'll we'll, uh, select the winner tonight at the end of this episode. So let's go ahead and jump into doing a history and look at how the show got started. So, Kevin, I don't know if you remember this, but we actually started the show in 2019. And the way we started it was... It started with three of us, right? It was you, me, and James Caudell. And we connected on Twitter through one of our um, mutuals, Tim Smythe, who is an educator that used comics uh, for teaching history. And I can't remember exactly how it got started, but we all were like c- contacting each other and we were um, you know, tweeting at each other. We said, you know, we should start a podcast about comics. And, like, that's how I got started, that, you know, you lived this in Texas, I live in Indiana, James lived in Kentucky, we've never met each other in person at all, and so we spent, like, the next few years doing this podcast without ever actually interacting with one another.
1: Um, and at, the really, time, yeah. at the time, I had never listened to a podcast, because I just thought, <laughs> I thought it was a flash in the pan, and uh-huh. I, I thought they were kind of lame, but um, I also wanted... Friends to talk to about like pop culture and comics and stuff and so like that's why that's why i was down yeah i remember i remember you and i you and i especially hitting it off uh really quickly because like one of the one of the first conversations we had like via twitter you were at disney world yeah and i was like living vicariously through you because that's <laughs> that's a shared love that we have
0: oh yeah i i, rem- I remember vividly um when we we're having those conversations on twitter i was telling my wife I was like yeah there's this guy named kevin who's like commenting on all my tweets about disney world and i was like this is actually a lot of fun um Mm -hmm. and so it's it's really cool that in this day and age you can actually connect with people and make friends and you don't have to be in that same physical space and i feel like you know even though we're half a country away you know, we've we've always said that you you and I are, are you know pretty much best friends in terms oh, yeah. of like you know we talk to each other all the time. Even though you're not regularly on the show anymore, we still talk to each other all the time and kind of check in on each other and things like that. And so, um, so yeah, so it's it's really Send each
1: other memes.
0: Yeah, we do that all the time. All the fun gifts and TikTok videos and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, so it's been um, it's been a blast in that the way we got this started just kind of blossomed into this great friendship. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, were, were you going to say something? I, yeah, I was going to
1: say the other thing that we share a lot of is pictures of Rogue. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, it's more of like I
1: send you pictures of Rogue because yeah. I know how much you love her. I'm have got a collection. <laughs> like I want I want somebody to come out with like a trading card set that's nothing but Rogue trading cards.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure if you go to Etsy or something like that. I don't know. In
1: the, 90s, in the early nineties, in the early nineties, Wolverine had one, and it's oh been, yeah, it's been thirty years, and I'm I just want the Rogue trading card
0: set. Oh, I'm so. sure. Yeah. Well, if if anyone's listening or watching, if you know of any or want to create any, let us know, and we'll get that to Kevin for his birthday that's, later on that's this what I, year. That's
1: what I want. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and and uh, I also forgot to mention so. As as I may have may have not said at the beginning before, but we're actually celebrating by going on YouTube live. So for those who are listening to this as a podcast episode, um, this is being recorded Friday night, May twelfth, and this is going to be all raw, all unedited. So usually I do some edits at the um, at the post production to kind of clean things up. Uh, with this being live, I thought this would be just a fun way just to kind of capture everything and just you know record it all once and then going to post it just like how it is basically that we're going to do it here. So um, as you're listening, if there's going to be any hiccups or if there's <laughs> any fumbles or anything like that, um, that's because we are live on YouTube and uh, we don't go live very often. I've done it a few times, um, but this is the first episode that I'm really doing when we went live. We- Kevin, I don't know if you remember this, but we did try to go live a couple of times before, um, but I remember it was a frustrating process because the way I was trying to do it at the time is that Streamlabs, which is the OBS I use, um, didn't have a way for you to join on a live recording like what you're doing now. Like I gave you a link through Streamlabs to be able to join us right now. Okay. But at the time, we didn't have that. So the way I was trying to do it was run my OBS and run Zoom at the same time, but because those are two you know, high, um, volume bandwidth suckers, basically. Like it, it, I remember the zoom was lagging so far behind that you would say something. And then there'd be this, you know, long gap of like silence. And then you and I would both kind of chime in at the same time, like some way, And then we were so frustrated with that whole experience. So this is kind of nice. That oh, we're yeah, not having that now. <laughs> it's a big,
1: it's a big improvement.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So we got started in 2019 and no, when- I'm doing great, Sean. <laughs> I know you just mess with me now. <laughs> I should have saw that coming too. I should have saw that coming too. yeah, coming too. <laughs> um, yeah so we, so that's how we got started in 2019 and I remember when we did our first episode, our first episode was talking about Avengers Endgame. Uh, because the movie just came out, and all three of us are really excited about it. Yeah, um, and we talked about it for so long that we actually ended up splitting it into two episodes because I think it ended up being like a three-hour conversation. So pretty much just as long as the movie itself, we might as well just did a like retelling of the movie.
1: We could have done the DVD commentary track. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, but what's funny is like we didn't have a plan on how we're doing this. We just said we wanted to do a podcast. We didn't really like come up with a strategy other than you know we will get on whenever we could basically and so we did the first episode about Avengers Endgame and then I don't think we came out with another episode for another two months and so I think for the first year of us doing the podcast we were literally just kind of doing it randomly whenever we could get on but it wasn't like a um, there wasn't a frequency of like when we did it basically so when Apple or Spotify asked like you know how often do you release your Episodes. It was like not often.
1: <laughs> it's like Netflix. Like, are you guys still podcasting? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I'm still. I'm still podcasting. Leave me alone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we
0: did that for a while, and then um, when we got into the year 2021 we made the um conscious choice of trying to be a little bit more consistent with our episodes mm-hmm. so that's when we decided that we were going to try to put episodes out twice a month so not every week but i think we said like the f- i think we started off with saying like the 1st and 15th of every month and then i think we end up switching to like like the first and third Sundays of, of yeah. every month or whatever. So, um, so we started doing twice a month and then we also did some bonus episodes. And then um, James had to roll off of the show. So it just ended up being you and me. Mm-hmm. And, and I could tell like the, the quality of the show is really kind of picked up because we were, you know, being consistent. Um, we were kind of having a, a game strategy in there. One of the things I really enjoyed about this strategy though is that you came up with something with the episodes that I really love that I I just can't do now because this is a one man show. Um and so I'm like doing everything on, on my own. So I just don't have the time or capacity to do this. But when you're on the show, you did this thing for every episode that we did, or at least when we have guests on the show where we we play these different games, right? Yes. And And that's
1: that's probably the thing when I look back on my time on the caption life, that's the thing I'm probably the most like proud of and my fondest memories because um it gave me a chance to be creative but mm-hmm. also there were a lot of episodes where we just laughed our butts off because oh yeah um we were enjoying ourselves so much and uh I don't know. Like, I maybe missed my calling to be a game show host.
0: <laughs> well, they they were a lot of fun. I know all of our guests said that they really enjoyed it. I think there may have been, like, one or two who said, like, yeah, we could do that. And, like, clearly they weren't. Really, <laughs> they weren't
1: prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like, they weren't quite sure how to do that. Um, and, you know, what's funny is I'm looking in the comments on the YouTube live right now um, real quick. Uh, Molly who's been a guest on our show Molly yep. uh, Farnsley said happy 100 episodes Kim from the oh, you, H- uh, podcast said let's go uh, it's party time <laughs> and then uh, uh JT from um oh my gosh uh, from beyond the fandom said it's time what's up I was about to call it, uh, his old show but I remember they had to switch names um but Molly said that she absolutely loved the games that she played because when she came on the show, um she was on as a guest talking about her webcomic uh, ever present and it was like kind of a fantasy based mm-hmm. uh, webcomic and so you actually came up with a game where we we had to pick our fantasy name based on yep. like a few things and I I can't remember what my name was but I remember they were hysterical I need to go back mm-hmm. and listen to that cuz that was a lot of fun but it was just like little yeah, things like that that was just it was really creative and I enjoyed that part of the show and I really missed that
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I remember that I kind of remember that part of the equation was like the place you were from was the, was the setting of your favorite, um, like, uh, TV, TV show. Yeah. And so two of us ended up from Scrantonville because we were big <laughs> office fans.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all those little games were a lot of fun. I think, you know, they were hit with us. They were hit with the guests. They were hit with a lot of our fans. Um, I say fans, there's like five fans, you know, (laughs) obviously a little bit more than that, but you know, I make it sound like it's, it's a bigger than what it is. But I remember, um, one of my buddies from comic watch, uh, Kev Rossi had listened to one of our episodes and we're going to talk about that, um, here a little bit, but he actually did something that was inspired off the game that we did for that episode. And so it was really cool to kind of see how those games would end up being like a core part of these episodes. And like I said, I really miss that part of the show. It's still been a lot of fun, but I'm hoping that at some point in the future, you know, when you when your life kind of settles down a little bit and you can, you know, be a regular co-host, that we can integrate that back into the show because that's a lot of fun.
1: I I will start planning the game for the Superman (laughs) episode right now.
0: Yes, let's do that. uh, Here's the thing: if you have the capacity, every time you come back on as a as a co-host, let's do a game because I think that's just still a lot of fun. If you love doing that, let's do that. Awesome. Awesome. I,
1: oh and gosh, and yes. we we honest to be honest to goodness I loved um, playing those games with our guests. So mm-hmm. like if any time Molly wants to like come on and like g- do another game or some of the other people that we've that we've had as guests that we played games with, I would I would love to to, to uh, jump back into that pool.
0: Yes, well, and, and Molly actually just said um, her character was from Pawnee Shire. That's right. <laughs> I got to go back and list that episode. That was so much fun. Um, so yeah, so that was 2021, and then last year, um, you and I had talked, and because of a lot of things that were happening in your life, um, with your career and with um, you know just life in general, we had decided that you know it probably made a lot more sense for you to be able to kind of step like step back and join the show whenever you can, which you've had. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we made a plan for you to come back, you know, at least a couple times a year. Um, one, to kind of do, like, a year review where we talk about, like, all the, you know, things that happened the past year and and um, discuss our thoughts on those things. But then, like, other episodes, like the, the Superman Birthright one, we're mm-hmm. going to do. And so we talked about... Having you come back as a guest host, but allowing you to be able to have that freedom, so that way you don't feel stressed out about doing this like every other week, um, because because yeah. I, I knew this was stressing you out, you know, trying to balance all these things. a lot of work. Like for those who don't know, Kevin and I didn't do this to get, to get paid. We both have full time jobs. Right. Um, Kevin does a lot of stuff for his job, plus you know the things that he does for his kids. Um, you know, same here. I do stuff for Comic Watch. I'm also um, part of the staff for. Uh, Nerd Initiative, um, you know, I I have you know my family at home as well too. Like we're very busy people, so this podcast is really a hobby that we do in our own free time, and so it, it's a lot of work to you know do this. You know, in addition to all the things that we're doing, and so we just kind of talked about. It. it probably made sense for him to come on when he could, and I would just continue on with the show, and that's why I decided I wanted to ramp up to weekly episodes because I just wanted to do something every week. Um, in addition to that, the Caption Live show. End up joining the comic watch family as well, too. So we're part of the comic watch, um, which if you don't know what that is, that's a website that I uh, do comic reviews for and it's all volunteer based. It's you know, not clickbait that you see some of the other web- websites do, um, but it's a really great group of people. And so we're officially part of that group. And so... Um, so that's kind of the history of the podcast that we you know we started twenty nineteen It was a slow start, but then we you know we started you know ramping up a little bit and now this year being the the fourth year in in production we're hitting our uh hundredth episode today so um with that and be- that means
1: we can be syndicated now.
0: I know. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. Like I'm just that's waiting where the for, big bucks are. I'm waiting for the TV show, uh, the TV stations and the radio stations to start hitting us up and be like, yeah, we want to start putting you on our schedule now. Mm-hmm. Um, so since then, I want to kind of show people like, you know, what we've been um, where our numbers at in terms of, you know, downloads, social media presence and stuff like that, because when we first started this. We didn't even think about social media presence. We were just like, you know, we had our Twitter accounts. We were just going to tweet it out. Um, But since then, we've kind of grown our accounts to do not just the podcast show and the episodes, but also, you know, creating content and stuff like that uh, for, um, you know, the the comic reviews that we did. I I know you and I talked about doing some blog posts about like maybe Disney World for some of those. um events that came up and stuff like that and so we wanted to do a lot more uh resources and be a source for other things and you know kind of go beyond the show as well. Um so by the numbers um since we started um we've actually if you know anything about podcasting, you have to host your episodes on a website or or a uh, podcast uh hosting site basically, right? It's like where you're going to store all your audio files and all that. Um it was hard for me to get all the numbers uh, figured out for the episodes that we're going to talk about a little bit later and figure out like which ones were our top, top episodes, just because we went through, I think, four different hosting sites before I landed on what we're on now. But we you know, first started with Anchor, then we decided to move away from that because of some you know problems and issues that we've seen with some of their terms and agreements. And then we went to SoundCloud, and then that got a little bit expensive and didn't have some great statistics analytics for us. And so we switched over to Podbean. And then I found out about this other house hosting site where that was like completely free and gave me pretty much the same statistics as Podbean. So I switched over to that. So we went through like four different hosting sites. And so I did count up all the numbers from when we went from all those hosting sites. And as of right now, we have over 7,100 downloads from all 100-plus episodes that we've had so far. Um, Facebook, what's interesting is that we have a Facebook page, and we did have one – When Kevin was a co host of the show, um, and then, you know, when when we decided to just have me run the show, I told him, like, I probably wasn't going to update Facebook, so just go ahead and get rid of that. Um, and then last month, for whatever reason, I decided, like, yeah, maybe I should get a Facebook page for the show. Um, I couldn't get Kev, uh, the old one because, you know, Kevin had deleted that and there was no way to retrieve it because I told him to delete it. Um, so I just started one like last month and we're actually already up to 193 followers, which I think is really impressive. So, um, and by the way, sorry, Molly just said that she's down for. Um, I think she's talking about coming back on the show and and, and uh, doing this again. So, um, but yeah, so we had 193 followers. We're just having a Facebook page for about a month or two, uh, maybe a month and a half, actually. Twitter, we have 898 followers, which you know, again for. Somebody who's doing this as a hobby on top of everything else that they're doing, I'm I'm really happy with these numbers because we're not like social media marketing strategists at all whatsoever. We don't know what we're doing when we're tweeting these things out, posting these things out. We're just like, here's something, you know, throw it out there. Let's hope it sticks, right? So, 898 mm-hmm. followers on Twitter. I I'm really happy with that. On Instagram, we have 644 followers right now. TikTok is our biggest following, um, and that is we have. 4,818 followers right now on TikTok, which I I absolutely love. And I met a lot of great people on TikTok and, and, um, it's just been having a lot of fun doing that stuff there. Um, our YouTube channel has, uh, 412 subscribers and then Twitch, which on Twitch, I usually, I just play video games on that. It's not anything podcast specific. I just, it's just a way for me to kind of say like, let's have fun by doing something that's kind of related, but not really. Um, And so Twitch, I just use for video games. That's my, I call it like my after hours caption live show, because that's one where I'm like, I you have to make sure that people are eighteen to join because I kind of get a little bit more loose with my language mm-hmm. <laughs> on Twitch. Here, like I always tell people like this is a PG thirteen show, but if you go over to Twitch, um I absolutely get very angry when I'm playing Fortnite or Rocket League and, and will definitely, you know, cuss up a storm from time to time. <laughs> uh but we have thirty seven followers on Twitch. So, I mean, overall I, I didn't do the math ahead of time, but that's about over, you know, sixty five hundred followers on all those uh social media platforms so like i'm very happy with how we ended up and i think with this being our 100th episode it's just really it's a really great turnout for what we've done especially for somebody that we didn't have like any plan going in we don't know what we're doing social media wise we didn't have like you know a strategy other than like let's just you know kind of talk about what we want to talk about um i'm really happy with this turnout so oh,
1: yeah,
0: kevin what do, you, what do you think about all this kind of hearing these numbers and seeing this and all that what's your reaction with this
1: you know i didn't I I couldn't have imagined us making it to a hundred episodes for, at the beginning, um, to be honest. Because like I said, I thought podcasts were a flash in the pan. Um, <laughs> once once we really got into the groove of it, mm-hmm. and um, when I know some of our our episodes are excellent, and um, you know we were we were switching things up between doing interviews with creators and just the conversations that you and I had. Mm -hmm. Um they meant a lot to me and like looking back on them, I still feel like like quality wise, creative wise, they're they're excellent bits of content there. Right. Um but uh it's 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 amazing to see like what it's grown to. Mm -hmm. And and I will say that as far as my involvement with the whole thing, um is that it's the it's one of the things I love to do the most was to was to come on our show, uh, the the problem was is that my life was so busy, um, it did it became something that like it was one more thing that I had to prepare for, right? Um, and and unfortunately it doesn't it doesn't pay the bills, and so oh, I, no. yeah. I couldn't I couldn't prioritize the podcast where I felt like it n- needed to be prioritize in terms of quality because like my, my motto is, um, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Right. And, um, it just, I like, for, for, for my, for my sanity, um, I had to, I had to take a step back, but I'm, I've been, um, impressed with everything that you've done since, uh, since August when we kind of like decided to, uh, switch things up. Uh, I think that the the stuff that you're doing now, especially especially the little bits on um, TikTok and like the Instagram Reels and um, the YouTube Shorts, like mm-hmm. that stuff like pops up into like the uh, I watch YouTube on my on my family television a lot. So like if I'm if I'm browsing YouTube and there's a there's a YouTube short with your face on it, the kids <laughs> the kids always want to they say like oh what's Mister Sean talking about um, this time? So we. We, a lot of your views on those come from, come from repeated watchings at my house. Oh, um, I love
0: hearing that. Oh. But no,
1: like this was, this was, it was, it's, I, I've really, really enjoyed everything that we've, um, that we've done together over the last, uh, couple of years and everything that you've done since.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I enjoy what I'm doing now but I absolutely love it when you and I were doing this together because I One, I mean, that gave us a chance to kind of get caught up and see how things are going on with each other. You know, we we don't get on Zoom or a video call now like what we used to, Mm -hmm. Um, but it it was a lot of fun just kind of, you know, catching up with you, talking about things that we haven't you know talked about in a while and doing the show with you was just a lot of fun to be able to have someone that you know is going to be on the show regularly and that you can rely on and knowing that you have a good... Um, charisma with that person. Cause you know, doing it week by week with a new co-host, you always kind of run the risk of having somebody that you might not like, you know, mess well, not that, you know, they're, um, you know, not a good person or anything like that. It's just more of like their style is not your style. And so it might not like, m- you know, hit up well, but I, luckily I've not had that yet. Um, I'm sure there'll be at one point where it might happen. I'm like, oh, you know, that's okay. Um, but you and I have always had that great kind of relationship where we kind of rib each other and, and kind of go off on um, mm-hmm. off of each other's vibes and, and um, feed off each other's uh, enthusiasm and everything. Um, so I, I am looking for the day once things die down for you, for you to be like, let me come back on the show and let's do this again because I'm, I'm ready for you to jump on whenever you're ready. Yeah. You know, no pressure or anything like so that, this but is, it's a lot
1: of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, okay. So I'm looking at like the episode list uh-huh. and, uh, of the, the first 64 episodes or the ones that I was a part of. And I had to, I had to miss one of them because of something that came up like right. last minute. You've right. been a part of all of them because since the beginning you've been the the sound engineer that's recorded everything for us because that was a little bit out of my uh, depth. I probably, I probably could do it now because I've learned so much just oh, you know, yeah. talking to you. But um, I've since done um a few more. I did the best of mm-hmm. right. Yep. And then um, I we did one that was the video game movies.
0: Yeah, that that was a backup episode that you and I recorded. I think back in January, and I, I remember saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, these would be really good to have on hand just in case something happens like yeah. down the road." And I'm thinking like, you know, not until like the end of this year, but I had to use it like three weeks later because I had strep throat. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I couldn't remember if we recorded one more. If we did, if we
0: yeah, we got one on 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 backup in case I I need to use that one again. What's it, what's it about? Uh, that Can one was uh, it, it was a um, I think. Marvel and DC sidekicks.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. I was like, I felt like, so, uh, this marks my 66th caption life uh, episode. And with, with more hopefully, uh, to come. But like, if you, if you're a baseball player, you do a, you hit one out of three, you're in the hall of fame. So like, I'm (laughs) two, I've been part of two out of every three episodes. And it's something I'm really, I'm really proud of.
0: Yeah, you should be. Um, before we get to the next part I want to talk about, we've had some more comments to come through. Um, let's see here. JT said, I'm a follower. Uh, he follows us on all the social media. He's a great friend of the show, and, and he and I are good buddies. Um, he also said, Fortnite Rocket League, talking about the games that we play um, that I will stream on Twitch from time to time. Those are the two that uh, we'll constantly um, play together Molly said, uh, "Oops, following on Facebook now. We have 194 followers on Facebook now. Thanks, Molly." (laughs) And Kim from the ODPH podcast says that he also follows as well too. So we appreciate everybody that's following us on all the social medias. It's it's really it's been a lot of fun, you know, getting to know other people as well and being able to interact with people who also are interested in the same things as we are. Um, But we just uh, we really love appreciate all the support that people have been giving
1: us. And you know, what's crazy is that we became friends and we started to do, um, this podcast and every time we interviewed somebody, I don't say every time, like a, 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 high percentage of the times that we interviewed somebody, we, we had such a great time that I immediately wanted to be friends with, with, um, with those people. Right. Um, like Molly, Molly was definitely one of them. Um, mm-hmm. I really loved, I really loved getting to talk to it, um, with David Peppo's and and we had like an extended yes. conversation with him like after we stopped recording um, and Ibrahim uh, Mustafa mm-hmm. there was like so many so many people that we we talked to um, that like we would like it was it was just such a great experience that uh, you know we we learned stuff about ourselves and about them and about comics and things like that it was just it was just a great great experience and. Um, like when, when I get up in the morning and I go to school, like the number of people that I can like truly share the like deepest parts of my like passions with is limited, but coming here Mm -hmm. and having the space where you could like talk about all the things that you get excited about and the person that you're talking to is just as excited as you are. And that was just, that was just an incredible feeling.
0: Yes, I agree. Definitely. Um, John's Comics with Kids just jumped in in the chat and said, congratulations on, uh, on 100 episodes. Thank you very much. He also says that David Peppos is good people. And, yeah, I mean, we we totally agree. He's been on the show twice now. We've had uh, you know only a, a handful of people that's been on the show multiple times, and David's definitely been one of them. And, and he's um, – just like you said, we've met so many great people from doing this show. Uh, and I know I've learned a lot from doing this show as well, too, not just like how to podcast and all that, but – um, you know, I, have told this story multiple times. I'm sure that people, um, are familiar with this, but you know, I got away from reading comics when I got into high school and then back in 2016, I came across Marvel limited app. And then that's when I started to get back into comics again. And so one of the reasons why I was really excited about doing this podcast was it gave me a chance to go back and, learn about the things that I miss and kind of get caught up on not just the stories, but how comics work and and the ins and outs and stuff like that. And this podcast has allowed us to um, interview people on the show to kind of, you know, talk about the writing, the art, the editing. We've had editors on the show um, and learn a little bit more about their processes and what it's like to do that sort of thing. And so it's been a lot of fun doing that. Um, One of the other things that we've done as a result of this uh, podcast is that we've also been going to conventions as well, too. And so um, between the two of us, um, I know that you and I both went to PopCon and Dallas Fan Expo together. Yep. PopCon was the first one we went to together. Um, it wasn't the first time we met a person. We met a person at Universal Studios when we found out that we were both going there at the same time. So that's when we first met. But then you and Madden came to... Uh, uh, indianapolis Indiana. for yeah popcon and we watched black widow together because that was the same mm-hmm. weekend it came out so that was a lot of fun um and then we went to that convention and then um not not last year but two years ago i think no it was uh, last year was it last year okay it was last remember. year
1: right but right before we we ended up making the change it was that's right it was yeah, yeah it was I, it was hard for me i remember it being hard at the time because like it already started to like like set in that I was gonna have to like talk to you about that, but we were having such a fun time hanging out together. It was
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's um so we went to Dallas Fan Expo together and um and I say it's a lot of fun. It was definitely a lot of fun. Saturday, I will be honest to say that I didn't have as much fun in the main vendor hall because it was so packed with people.
1: Yeah, I this is (laughs) this is the second time that I have sworn that I will not go to dallas fan expo on a saturday yeah and i always always end up going back because something <laughs> something pulls me in um and i really it's in a couple of weeks the the first part of june and i really want to go back um but only for only for sunday the problem is is that like we've got a family reunion thing going on that right. ends on ends on friday mm-hmm. and i don't I don't want to be in. It's near Dallas. I don't want to be tempted to be in Dallas on Saturday and be tempted to go there yeah. when all I when all I really want to do is go on Sunday. But mm-hmm. Dallas also has like a really sweet like video game um, museum. Um, oh, and that's so, right. Like, I remember you I, talking about that. That was we yeah. was something that we thought about we might want to do. But, um, but yeah, like I can't, I I can't go to Fan Expo on a Saturday. Yeah, I, not I, until not until they open like use the entire. Um, convention center because it seems like they have it all jammed into such a tight space where it would just make more like you could even in the vendor hall, you could yeah. see more of what everybody has to offer if mm-hmm. you're not having to look past, you know, 60,000 people to see it.
0: Yeah. They, they crammed a bunch of stuff in there that made it hard for people to walk by. Cause that was one of the reasons that I think like after, 20 or 30 minutes, I was like, I'm done. I can't stay in the vendor hall because I kept... And you can
1: see over everybody.
0: I can see over everybody, but the problem was I kept bumping into people. Like It wasn't even just like I was walking like a few steps and then I hit somebody. It was like I was shoulder to shoulder with everybody trying to get around the whole hall mm-hmm. that it was just horrible experience. But I'll say that if I were to go back again, I would probably spend Saturday just going to the panels instead of trying to go into the vendor halls because yeah. they had some really cool stuff. But I think one of the coolest things that we got to do at Dallas Fan Expo is that we actually had a session where we did, um, I think it was MCU trivia, if I remember correctly. Yes,
1: we did. We hosted our we hosted our own uh, trivia panel. Mm-hmm. And, and what
0: what I really loved about that was, was twofold. Is one, it was a lot of fun doing that. And I'll be honest is that Dallas Fan Expo, they had a professional setup where somebody was running the cameras and the audio and they filmed the whole thing. And so we actually got to get that video and um, put it up on our YouTube channel, but it looked really good. And so I thought that was really well done and really well thought out. Um, But what was really cool is that we had – that room almost was filled up with every seat in Mm -hmm. that room. And we had so many people afterwards come up and tell us that it was one of the best trivia panels and, and one of the best panels i've ever, you know, been to as well too. Like we had so many people saying that how much they enjoyed us doing that. And i think again that's because you and i have such, you know, great personalities and feed off of each other really well that i think people, you know, really caught on to that same kind of enthusiasm that we had as well too. So it was a lot of fun doing that.
1: Yeah, uh, and and that's something that i would love to do uh again sometime. Mm-hmm. I just need to i just need to get to a better A better work-life balance and then and then i'm all for like going to cons and and um you know like and and shout out to to madden because he's always there to like help us with like the trivia stuff but like he's he's my son madden is is so good at um it and and we did this when he was younger too with cosplay where he stopped entering the the like cosplay contest. Cause he got invited to be a, a judge of one. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. And it, and it didn't, it didn't feel fair uh-huh. um, to like, to be a, like a quote unquote professional and then still go compete <laughs> against the, um, the kids that like, you know, he's also really good and he would help write the questions and, um, and stuff like that. And it just, it feels like it's, it's something I'm supposed to be doing. Like so if, if everything is right in the universe, uh, I'm hosting um some sort of like uh trivia or you know quiz quiz show um mm-hmm. and and it was it was just a really really fun experience i think we got in we got influenced or we got inspired by um somebody that had hosted one um i think at, at popcon Con. yeah 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 and they had also done like a superhero spelling bee yeah and we were like these are really really good ideas we should we should have these should have these things at every single convention and Uh we're like well we're going to this convention we can at least have it here and um it's just it's something i wish we could i could i could do tomorrow if if we were up for it
0: yeah it was i mean it's a lot of fun to do that and um i think it's it's one of those things where um it's it's just it's yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Like I, I can't really, you know, <laughs> say anything more than that. But just the planning into it and the enthusiasm and the energy you get from people participating mm-hmm. in that and being able to feed off of the energy of people who also love the same things that you love. Um, it was just a lot of fun doing that. And I and like I said, I think you know that was well, one of the better panel experiences I've had from doing all these cause I've done a few other panels, but that was actually a lot of fun doing that at Dallas fan expo, even though you and I have said like, we'll swore we've sworn off going there on Saturday and everything. That's actually something that I really enjoyed doing.
1: And, uh, and we did our panel on, we did our panel on Friday or Sunday.
0: I think it was, it was Sunday. Was it Sunday?
1: Yeah. Cause we were in street clothes. Like we had dressed up.
0: <laughs> I think we it was were, like early afternoon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, um, like people like us, like people who are like really, really into something, whatever fandom it may be, mm-hmm. um, deep down inside, you kind of, you kind of think that you're the best and you, and you <laughs> don't mind, you don't mind putting yourself out there to, yeah. to, to prove that, you know, more, uh, than everybody else. And oh, yeah. Hey, just, just like other things that can be a vice, like, like trivia can be trivia can be, um, uh, a dangerous mistress. But, like, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun to go out there and and to play. And even when you're on the host side of it, to get excited, mm-hmm. uh, to get to see people get excited about your questions and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Now, if you want a challenge for trivia, uh, you put Madden in charge of it and he will make it challenging because yeah. that was one of our episodes was we, we told him that he could be the quiz master for that episode. And it was fun because... Or not fun, but it was funny because at the beginning, we were all excited and thought like this would be a lot of fun to do this. And then I think by the 10th question, it, it was like so insanely hard and insanely specific. That you could just feel the, when you're listening to it, you can hear the energy got sucked out of us. And I think, you know, we didn't even finish the game. We're just like, yeah, we're done with
1: this. Because he
0: made it so difficult. So if you want it yeah. challenging, you got to tap into Matt and he'll well, make go
1: it back and listen to that episode because it's really hilarious to to, to hear how bad we were at it, though. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, no, because we're just like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, it's, um, Molly said, knowledge is a dangerous mistress, Kevin, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be quote of the year (laughs) um so the that's kind of our show and review so let's talk about um some of the top episodes that we've had um on the show so we're going to discuss again the the episodes that probably had the most plays and because we went through different um hosting sites it was hard for me to kind of find out like which ones were the most played. So what I pretty much did was I put together the top three episodes from each platform that we've had. And I just kind of, you know, rambled them up um, or scrambled them up in in no particular order or anything like that. And so the list of these are the top episodes from the various platforms that we've had in terms of plays. And then after this, we're going to talk about the favorite ones that we've had on the show that weren't the top episodes, but ends up being, but still is a favorite of ours. So, um, uh, beginning with, uh, Number seven, some of our most played episodes are actually like early on in the process, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the first one is uh, number seven, a triage interview with Philip Seavey. Do you remember that interview? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was a really good guy. Um, The comic that he was uh, making at that time was a uh was a comic about um i think it was like a a a nurse or something like that Mm -hmm. and um and it was really cool because i think his um either his girlfriend or his wife at the time i can't remember uh was the inspiration for it and it was a really good conversation to have with him kind of learning more about how he wrote it and drew and drew if i remember correctly
1: yeah he Um, was he was all he was everything on that book right
0: yeah and so it was really cool to hear him talk about that experience um Another top uh, episode of ours was when I did the review for Hawkeye episodes one and two, and that came out. Um, I'll be honest to say that it had a lot of plays, like even a couple days after it came out, and I was really surprised by it. Um, and it was one where it was just me kind of talking to the microphone. I didn't have anyone that I was t- uh, having discussion with. It was more of like, here are my notes. I'm just kind of sharing it out. And so I was really surprised and really, really enjoyed the fact that It had a lot of plays. It seemed like a lot of people liked it. Um, I must have done something wrong because every episode after that kind of like went down a little bit in terms of plays, not by much or anything like that. But again, I love the show Hawkeye, and I love the character um, Clint and Kate Bishop um, for a number of reasons. And I love what the show did for a number of things with, you know, looking at giving Clint kind of a more – uh, introspective and giving him more of a um, time in the spotlight to be able to for us to focus and appreciate him as a character in the MCU because he's never had his own movie or TV show up to this point. Um, what they did with uh, the you know deaf and hard of hearing community, a lot of things. So I think me being really excited about that and, and the things I loved about that it really you know came through in that episode. So I think you know that was a highlight for me there is kind of seeing like how that. Was kind of a risk for us in, in doing some of those things because those were bonus episodes, and that actually ended up being one of our better played uh, mm-hmm. episodes. And then another one is a, m- a more recent one. It's uh, episode eighty five, Jewish representation in comics with Sasha Kaplan, and this is a really good conversation. We talked about um, you know how Jewish people are not represented well in comics, and that's the and the irony of it is that. Uh, the Jewish community are the ones that really built the foundation for what the comics that we have now. Right. Like when you look mm-hmm. at, um, you know, the creators of Superman, we look at, you know, Stan Lee and, and so many, you know, of the uh, pioneers for comics were Jewish and they're still um, creators in the comics industry that are Jewish, you know, the characters there are still kind of lacking with that. So it was a really good conversation to have with Sasha about that. Uh, we talked a little bit about your man Magneto as well too. and, and, and talked about, you know, with, with every year passing like how do we really figure out you know part of his identity is being a holocaust survivor and everything like that and so like how does that continue on in yeah. in the comic story and
1: i think you that's one of the things that's one of the things i'd be most interested in seeing how they introduce magneto to the mcu mm-hmm. is because uh, because we're so far removed from that i don't think you can i don't think you can give him that backstory which yeah. which when you when you think about a character's motivations mm-hmm. like some of the some of the clearest motivations that has ever been established in a character so right
0: yeah um another one was number eight in american carnage with brian hill um so this was early on where we were just kind of getting started and brian hill is is a major name in the comics world both for writing uh, for like, you know, DC comics and a couple other Mm -hmm. publishers, but also is a writer for television. And I think Mm -hmm. movies as well too. I think he may have done a Mm -hmm. movie or two. Um, so he was actually a big name for us to get him like really early on. The show was really
1: impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that was a big get for us. mm -hmm. And, uh, because he had written some episodes, excuse me, he had written some episodes of the Titans series. Mm.
0: And, right. Yeah.
1: Um, he had, um, American carnage had just, had just come out mm-hmm. and that, I mean, that was one of my favorite books that, um, that I read, um, that year. Um, and then some of the stuff that he's done since then has been really fun and really exciting. He'd be, he'd be one that I would be super interested in like catching back up with.
0: Oh yeah. Same here. And I'm sure he'll buy, if we reach out to him and ask him, I'm sure he'll mm-hmm. love to come back on the show. Cause he was a really, he was a really great guy and, Really a nice guy to talk to. Um, the next one was one that you and I were on. And this was one that we didn't have planned, but because of the circumstances that happened, we said we need to have an episode and talk about this. So whatever we had on the schedule, we postponed because this was um, the comic book mouse and the McMinn and the McMinn mm-hmm. County school board in Tennessee, if I remember correctly.
1: Mm-hmm. And this
0: is the school board deciding to, um, to ban the book mouse from the, uh, school libraries, or the school curriculum. I think it may have been both the curriculum and the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had guests uh, Betsy Gomez from the um, Common Book Legal Defense Fund on, and then Jill Gerber, who was a previous guest on the show, who is a uh, school librarian as well. And so we got both of their perspectives about what all this meant and and where we're going. And 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 honestly, like we're still seeing yep. uh, this happening with you know not and- just.
1: The school district, the school district that I work, the school district that I work in, um, has had several, um, books come up that have come before the board and have led to uh, school board. The discussions at the school board meetings have led to, um, school board meetings that start at six that have gone till one in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, because of it. And, um, it's it's just one of the things that's it's it's what's going on in society right now, and I think it's probably one of the most important episodes that um, we've we've recorded. If you were going to take a handful of them and put them in a time capsule, that would mm-hmm. definitely be one of the ones that you know would would need to be preserved. Right.
0: Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think that was actually again because of the timeliness of everything and how important this conversation had. I think that was the one where we actually went live for that as well too. Mm-hmm. I think we. We said that we were going to go live because this was this was you know we decided to go live i think two or three days after the news broke out about that and so it was kind of a quick turnaround um, but we wanted to have a conversation about that and and talk about the you know the future state of you know not just comics and graphic novels and education but education as a whole and and, and society and,
1: and that book is a life-changing book like yes. i had already been aware of mouse Mm-hmm. And like knew what it was, but had never like had only ever read it in like excerpts or whatnot. Right. Um having having just wholly consumed it over the course of like two days in preparation for our discussion. Mm-hmm. Um it it it's a it's a very, very moving um book, not just about um not just about like the Holocaust, but also about the um like how we connect with our parents and this and the stuff that right. gets lost. From generation to generation um it's it's one of the reasons so like essentially um his his family history is um like told through that story like the you Mm -hmm. know it's passed down from his dad to him and we were my son and i were driving um on a mini road trip we had to go to the other side of houston so it was about a 90 minute drive um a few weeks ago and he was having me tell him like like you know asked me about who this grandparent was and, and, and essentially everything I know about that person and whatnot. And he's like, dad, you really should, you should really write some of this down because some of it would be like a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've thought about it from time to time, but like for, for me, the most important thing to do is to pass it down to, to him. So. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I, and I agree. I, um, I honestly haven't heard of the book until it came out and uh, or not, when it came out but then when the news broke out and Mm -hmm. the first thing i did was i I got a digital copy because i wanted to read it and and i read it in like i think one day maybe two days Mm um 100% agree in that it's it's much more than just somebody's retelling of what they experienced through the holocaust but it's also um you know for those who don't know the author you know wrote this you know with um about his father, who went through the Holocaust, so all of this was just him taking the stories that his father told him, just like what you said, Kevin, and and put in a graphic novel form. Um, and it was a very powerful, very moving story. Uh, Molly put in the in the comments here, agreed. Mouse changed my life. I'll make sure my kids read it when they're old when they're older, ready. Um, same here, you know. Especially with the Holocaust, you know, coming up to being, you know, it's going to be about, you know, eighty years um since it's happened mm-hmm. right cuz it was like yeah it was back in the 1940s uh, so it'll be 80 years or so it's been enough time where you know we're we're not having you know hardly any if at all um survivors there very,
1: Yeah there are very few survivors left and the further we get away from it in history the mm-hmm. um like this the just you know for reference one of the stories that I told my my son was like that my my grandfather um my grandfather's my grandfather was born in 1935 um or 1936 and he had two older sisters and in the in the middle the middle of the great depression his um his mom's first husband walked out on the family and left left her with two young daughters and those girls ended up having to go to um a group home or an, an orphanage um And because she couldn't afford, she couldn't afford to feed them. And then, um, the, my great grandfather, when, when she, when she remarried, when she met my great grandfather, my grandfather's dad, the very first, the very first thing that they did was he went and picked the girls up so that they could like all be a family. Right. And, um, it's like you know, he, Madden tried to Madden tried his best to be able to understand it, but we're a hundred years removed, almost a hundred years removed from that. And unless you have a deep knowledge of like the time and the context of it, it's it's hard to under understand you know what all mm-hmm. of it means. But like the emotion of those stories, through that story or through Mouse or things that are important to like you know pass down from generation to generation, right. Um, the emotion of it is is what carries it. So, right. Uh, I told and, him that he has he has my blessing when he becomes a famous filmmaker to, <laughs> to turn it into an an award winning film. Yeah. Not,
0: yeah, no pressure there, right?
1: Um, well, that's what it's what he wants to do with his yeah. life. So we we'll, we shall see.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and yeah, and, and the book is just it's very powerful for a number of reasons because it goes beyond just you know retelling of one's experience through, you know, living through that, um, you know, horrific tragedy. But also, you know, it's it's a very introspective way of looking at society and our relationships with, and not just like, you know, parents and children, but also generations as well, too. And so to see it get banned because, uh, one, you know, when I read through the article of what happened, it seemed like they were going off of, what the what people had told them and not having read it themselves so it's like i felt like i was more informed than the school board to make a decision on that um but you know the two things that they had brought up that they thought were problematic um was one they said that you know there is nudity in it which was uh yes because of what happened to the concentration camps it wasn't anything you know sexual or anything by nature right any means whatsoever and so it's like that uh, let's be honest like the Bible had a lot more, you know, explicit mm-hmm. things than that book did, you know. So it's just it's it was an unfortunate thing. Um Lauren just jumped in the chat from your friendly neighborhood comic show. She said, Hello, Kevin and HOA president. I am technically the HOA president of this neighborhood that she had created. It's a really cool community that they have. It's yeah, you know, you need to check that out. If if you're not familiar with it, I will put a link to that. Um, to the friendly neighborhood comics show, so that way you can check it out. But it's really cool. We have a lot of fun with it. I'm the HOA president. And I just pretty much wreak havoc. Like you know, they're always like, "Oh yeah, we're going to have somebody join the show." I'm like, I didn't see their application come through, so they can't be on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So moving on to some of the other episodes that were, you know, some of the top played ones. Um, number 84, Superman, Son of Kal with Bethany Pope. This was actually. The first episode where I did a a true comic review. So you and I when we when we jumped on the show, we usually talk about like characters in general and not a mm-hmm. specific issue or run. This is the first run that we did, um, which was like 18 issues of the series, which if you haven't read this, Kevin, I think you really enjoy it. There's a lot of really cool things about the story. It's written by Tom Taylor. Um, <sighs> the art in it is really good. And um, John Timms did a lot of the art for for this series, and his art is fantastic. And it's just a great story. Um, But this was – I'm really glad that this was actually one of the top played ones. And and for people who are listening, I don't actually go in and look at how many plays these episodes are getting. You know, I kind of see it from time to time, but I don't go in and look and see how well they're doing it because we're just doing it for fun. And so it's a lot – it's really interesting to see how some of my favorite episodes are showing up as the top played one, and I think that mm-hmm. says, you know, volumes about like what people are liking because this was something that was a lot of fun to talk about, and the fact that this was the first one to do a, a review of a comic run was just really cool to see this being one of the top ones here, and then. I'm glad Molly is in the chat because one of the other top played ones was her episode, episode number forty, Ever Present, which is her webcomic that she has. That's a fantastic story. Um, learning about not only her story of like of of ever present of, of um, that comic that she's written but her personal story of how she didn't even start drawing comics until she was in her mid 20s and and that was really inspiring to hear that you know she wasn't somebody that started like really young and then you know was cranking out stuff you know um you know as as early as 17 or 18 like you hear some of these other artists are she started teaching herself how to draw you know in her 20s and she does some great stuff i hope she knows
1: how to draw butts now because from the yeah, episode. gonna say that's we need to have a follow-up episode with Molly. We do so that we can talk about like the if she's if she's more comfortable with drawing butts now. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: yeah, it's uh it, I, I gotta say, and, and you and I had talked about this. Molly was a great guest on the show. She was a lot of fun, you know, talking about her stuff. Uh <laughs> Molly says you're making me blush. Um her stuff was really great. And it was a fun conversation we had. The game that we talked about earlier with Mm -hmm. her was a lot of fun. I think you and I even talked about, you know, if we ever wanted to have another like host, if she was interested. Molly's my top choice. Yes, Molly was we ever. Went yes. back to having
1: a three person team.
0: Yes, and I think she's probably finding out about this for the first time now that she's listening to this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we had that conversation. Like, if we we're going to add somebody, like, we would love to have Molly on because he was such a great, um, a great guest. But just you know, if you go listen to that episode, it's just a lot of fun. You can tell that we all really vibed really well with each other. So it's mm-hmm. definitely. I'm glad to see this on our top performing because if it wasn't top performing, it definitely showed up on our favorite episodes that weren't on this list. So. Um, So real quick with the comments, uh, Lauren from the Friendly Neighborhood Comic Show said that this is a real cool recap of the episodes. I love it. Thank you very much. Uh, This was a a suggestion from a friend of mine from Comic Watch, Miriam Herrera. So this has been a lot of fun talking about this. Uh, Molly says, I've been crocheting 3D hearts while listening to this episode, and they kind of look like buds halfway through, so maybe.
1: (laughs) You know, one of my students had some... um some uh crocheted hearts in class today and mm-hmm. i was like oh those are really cool butts yeah <laughs> um, and she was like they were supposed to be hearts and i was like mm, they look like butts <laughs> they can be both <laughs>
0: Um, And then our next one is uh, episode 74, Black Panther Wakanda Forever Review with Karima Horn, who's also known as the Blurred Girl. Um, You've probably seen some of her stuff. She's been everywhere. She's a writer for, um, I think, Uh, Mm sci-fi. She's been on some of the major events from Marvel and uh, DC Comics. Um, She's always done freelance editing um, and writing and stuff like that. She wrote a book called Protectors of Wakanda. That's a fantastic book. Where she gets to, uh, she got to write about the Dora Milaje and took a lot of inspiration from the comics and created like a journal for an, a, a novitiate to kind of go through and kind of read like the history of the Dora Milaje and the history of Wakanda. And, and it was a really fantastic book. And so she got to talk about that a little bit on here. It was really cool because some things that she wrote actually ends up being. Um, not referenced to necessarily, but the things that she talks about in her book also ended up uh, being mentioned and talked about in the movie as well, too. Like Midnight Angels was something that she had talked about in her book, and then when the movie came out, we actually got a little preview of that. I don't think they officially called it Midnight Angels in the movie, mm-hmm. but for those who had followed either her book or you know the comics they recognized that suit was midnight angels um so that was really cool and she was a great host to have or a great great guest to have as well um and then the last one of our top performing is episode number 82 toy photography with Matt Ma um if you don't know who he is he has a huge following on TikTok I actually ended up following him when he was first starting out and his photography was with, uh, with toys is so fantastic it looks so real and he does a lot of videos kind of showing like how he gets it set up and then what the end result is and I got to tell you, like a lot of it, just you—you you couldn't tell it looked, they were toys because they looked really good. Um, so I told him that I wanted him to have on, um, want to have him on the show to talk about that. Um, and It was just a lot of fun to kind of learn about how his journey kind of led him to that. So awesome. um yeah. So those are our top performing episodes. Um, real quick, Molly I'm said, "I'm just really glad. I'm really yeah.
1: glad to hear that they weren't all without me.
0: No, 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 not not, not at all. Yeah." <laughs> But again Kevin the the episodes where we had games like i our personalities when we vibe off each other i think are mm-hmm. the best performing ones because people enjoy that like i can't tell you how many times i've heard people said that like the reviews they leave are mm-hmm. usually ones that they're talking about when you and i are together Awesome. Because people are always talking about like how Sean and Kevin's vibes are really great on the show, and so it's well, and well,
1: I think one of the great things was that I was always coming up with the games, but I never talked to you about it ahead of time, yeah. <laughs> so you never knew what to ex- you never knew what to expect. Yeah, there are and- there a couple
0: of times where you are still creating it while we were recording the episode, because <laughs> <laughs> I hear you like the keyboard clacking in the background yeah. while we're talking to the guest. <laughs>
1: but no it was it was a, it was always a lot of fun,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, um so let's talk a little bit about our favorite episodes that didn't make this list, and um the first one that was on here is our favorite superhero hideouts, and this is the one that yep. you had on your list, and I absolutely love um love this episode as well, too, because we got to just kind of geek out about some of our favorite things and and this is some of the things that people really enjoyed about the show is that you didn't have to be an avid comic book reader to enjoy the content that, or the episodes that we were making here. Um, and I think this is one of those episodes where it really highlights that for everybody that you didn't have to read comics to know, you know, the the X-Mansion or the Batcave or the sewers of the Teenage Ninja Turtles, you know, because people, you know, got that from other mediums like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And, Um, I think a lot of people really enjoyed this episode for that reason. And I know we did as well too. And we talked extensively about the power Rangers headquarters being inspired by, um, some building from a, uh, Jewish uh, college out in California, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember one of the things I remember about that episode the most, um, because it was one of the very first ones that you and I did in 2021, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, like on our own, uh, that we we had this whole system set up we were really streamlining everything we were starting to hit our our stride with it all and then we started having this conversation where we were recording and we realized we probably should have like talked a little bit about it beforehand (laughs) because like all of our favorites were the exact same Yeah, Uh, (laughs) i know yeah and so and so we were like we'll just geek out on these because you know it was like you know, we we, we kind of have this system now where, like, if we're gonna do three talking points, right? Like, we're gonna mm-hmm. do like, let's say our our favorite villains with with uh, our favorite villain costumes, right? And you'll pick your three, and I'll pick my three, and we won't have the conversation, but we will be like, okay, who are your three? Right. And we would just we would just say them so that um, if we had any overlap, we could then like adjust accordingly right. we, we always had like uh, an alternative um mm-hmm. but yeah there were several episodes starting with that one there were several episodes where we were like we picked the exact same thing <laughs> yeah. like so often we, we talked about like,
0: how we were probably separated at birth because yeah, of all the like things that, that we had in common yeah <laughs>
1: that and Brothers were like did we just become best friends yeah. <laughs> and it was that's the way i felt like every episode we recorded mm-hmm.
0: yeah same here Um, the other one that was on our list of favorite episodes that, um, and again, some, I think the ones that we're picking here are ones that are favorite episodes that weren't on the necessarily the top played list. So there's some that we absolutely love that also end up being on the top list as well. So these are the ones that, we think, you know, should get more love from our show because we absolutely love them. Um, So the next one here is episode 57, Retroactive with Ibrahim Mustafa. And what's funny is for those of you watching this on YouTube, you can kind of see our um, show art change over the years. So when you see some of the early ones, like it was really bad because none of us knew how to do some of this graphic art. Mm -hmm. And so I I feel like by now – I have a pretty good handle on how to do some of this stuff and make it look good. But like at the very beginning, it was kind of rough. Like at the time I was like, Oh yeah, this looks great. And then looking back on, I'm like, that was terrible. I don't know why I thought that was really good. Um, (laughs) But our interview with Ibrahim Mustafa was a lot of fun. And and he comes up with some really great, Comics that he write, um, writes all the time. So this one is for humanoids. Uh, the other one that we had him on for, I think, was also for humanoids called Count,
1: Count yeah. which was
0: a future version of the story of Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was just a another phenomenal guest that we absolutely love. He was a lot of fun. Um,
1: I My- think my biggest laugh like the thing that <laughs> the thing that I still think is the funniest thing that we've ever stumbled upon yes. was that was a that was the the one of the very first games I created for the one that we did with count mhm and um i had pitched this idea where i was going to because count is a is a public domain character that he put his own spin on right. i said what I'm going to do is i'm going to challenge everybody i'm going to give you a public domain character and um and then a setting Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you're gonna have to come up with like the backstory for this uh character and um i think i had given james um you have to do you have to do the wizard of oz but -hmm. it's set on a on a martian like um space colony right right yeah and in the process we realized that that Total Recall is yeah. <laughs> is, Wizard is that of log, yeah, <laughs> and and without missing a beat, Ibrahim was like, "There's no place like home," yeah, <laughs> and and we all fell out, we all fell out laughing because it was so funny,
0: yeah, it and, was it was spot on, like he had the yeah. accent down, it was it was so. Out of the blue and hysterical, and yeah. yeah, I agree. That it was funny that you brought that up because that's exactly where my mind was going to. Yeah, of uh, uh, bringing that up, and and but that's just an example of like how much fun we have with all of our guests. But Ibrahim was definitely um, one of our favorite guests because he's very personable, he's very friendly, very kind one of the nicest people that we've ever interacted with, but he's yeah. also hysterical, um, you know, for that, you know, that was the one of the examples of, like just how funny he was. And, and that was like right on top of his head. Right. So it's not like something like, right. he thought about or playing or anything like that. And so it was just, hysterical. and this
1: is back when the games were very, very like, yeah. I thought of it the day of. Yeah. <laughs> and so we weren't prepared for like how great that would be. Right. Uh,
0: the next one that was on our list is actually two of the same ones. Um, we had talked about making this into like either some sort of sub-series or if we ever got to a point where we wanted to make like a second podcast series because you can't just do one, right? You always have ideas right. for doing a second or third one. Uh, but one of, the, one of the series we thought about doing was actually an idea that you had that I thought was genius and I think a lot of people would enjoy are these series of Was It Great or Were We Ate? And so we had two of these episodes. Uh, the first one is episode 64, Was It Great or Were We Ate? blockbuster movies in 1991 and basically we just looked at the movies that came out during that year because you and I are not the same age and so this was kind of like split between um mm-hmm. you know when we we're eight. so like you would have been 9 at this year and I was 7 at this year um so we decided to do 1991 so that way we we're both kind of doing the same movies but we pretty much talked about what were some of the you know biggest movies that came out that summer and does it still hold the test of time or was it because we were eight? We thought it was it was you know it was great, like the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the title said. Uh, we also did the same thing for our holidays for episode fifty, where we looked at the things that we got when we were kids and mm-hmm. looking back at it now, you like know, Christmas what, presents. Yeah, Christmas presents, right? Like well, we got Christmas presents, um, you know, the toys that we got, and looking at it now, like was it still awesome that we had those, or was it more of like I loved it when I was eight because I was eight years old? I think in that episode we came out with like. No, we want those toys back. Yeah, we those, loved was, all them. Yeah,
1: the overwhelming majority of those toys, because yeah. we went through, we went through. Like, I made a list, just a rapid fire list of mm-hmm. all the toys that were the number one Christmas sellers from like '85 to like 2000. Yeah, and um, there was only like two or three that were like Pokemon cards that we yeah. were like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't care about that. <laughs> Everything else, we would have chopped off a pinky finger to like just to be able to play with it once again. Yes. I do have some more ideas. Um, for was it greater where we ate so that we can get around to um yes uh, recording again. I'd love to do was it Great or where we ate for like Saturday morning cartoon shows. Yes, or just Saturday
0: and, morning shows because yeah. you had the Star Trek original series that showed up on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Batman, nineteen sixty six. Oh yeah, like all those shows. But yeah, like Sonic the Hedgehog was was yeah. one of those things.
1: Reboot, you remember Reboot? I remember Reboot. <laughs> and then. And then uh I you know I've I've always wanted to get our wives on the show yes. and maybe we could convince them to do um was it great or were we eight like uh 90s teen heartthrobs <laughs> so that we could like talk about like our like the the girls that we had a crush on and the guys that they had a crush on yeah um yeah. and uh that would be I think that'd be another another fun one
0: yeah we might have to like rephrase it to like was it great or were we like 12 or <laughs> Because that didn't really
1: happen. Like I don't think anybody really. Yeah, had I wasn't. I mean, on. yeah, but but still, it's a it's it it fits the it fits the the, does, the motif. Yeah. I mean, I will talk for a straight half hour about um, Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah. on my own. So I think
0: I think Sarah would be down for that if, as long as we didn't have a video version for it.
1: <laughs> she doesn't want to be on the video. No,
0: and I get it. You know, like some people just like I just don't want like a video of me out there. You know, and and. I, I'm I'm okay, like I've always been somebody That I would be in front of the camera and do whatever um, She is not one of those people And so I think uh, she would definitely be okay With doing like a podcast episode of audio But she would mm-hmm. be like Please don't have well, me on the video backup.
1: <laughs> we, could always, we could always have like I'd say we could have like Molly on as a backup um, Oh there you but, go But we're so old, like it would be Was it great or was I born yet for <laughs> Molly
0: <laughs> I wonder if she's still watching If she heard that and we want to see yeah. what she says Yeah um yeah, so those were and again, I love those themes so much that I would definitely love to see this be like either a spin-off series of the Caption mm-hmm. Life um into its own podcast show or just like its own show of Was a Great Warrior A because we you and I talked about like how we looked online, we did a Google search and like nothing comes up with this mm-hmm. phrase. Um and it's really surprising because there's a lot of like Netflix shows and other things out there that talks about nostalgic things when we were kids. And I think this is a goldmine for us. So yeah, when you come back on the show, like when you come up with another idea for, was it great? Where we ate, we definitely need to record that and get yeah, that on there. that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next one that we had on here that we both really enjoyed is our interview with the one and only Michael uselin who's the executive producer of all the Batman films. If you're not familiar, um, hold on. Molly said, "I heard that <laughs> <laughs> it is all it's in all caps too <laughs> good <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have Michael Uselin on the show, which, if you don't know who he is, he is the executive producer. He owns the filming rights to Batman, so any Batman film that was created since nineteen eighty nine he has top billing as executive producer. He's involved with all that stuff. Um, we got him on the show, which was amazing because he is a huge player in Hollywood. Um, I had a connection with him because he went to Indiana University, which is where um, I have a connection with as well, too. So I kind of reached out to him or his agent, kind of you know appealing to that side of things. And he actually – what's interesting is his whole history is that he, he created the first college course on comics – at Indiana University when he was a sophomore junior. So he has a really cool history about um, his time with, you know, related to comics in Hollywood. And he had a book coming out at the time called Batman's Batman. And it was just all the stories he had from his time when um, he's worked in Hollywood. And it wasn't all, you know, related to Batman, but just all the stories that he had. And they were, it was a read, like I read that book, you know, in two days, like it was something I couldn't put down. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of fantastic, interesting stories, but, the man could tell stories like no one's business I remember you and I both said that we could sit there for another two hours, just listen to him, like tell more stories mm-hmm. and you and I are both talkers like if you haven't figured that out by now, you know we're probably um we're yeah, we're like an hour twenty into this recording and you and I are both talkers, but that episode right there um was we didn't talk Harley at all because we just listened Mm -hmm. to his stories because we were just so all inspired by his story. So we absolutely love that episode and we love talking to him. Hopefully we can get him back on the show sometime, maybe, you know, for a a special Batman episode again or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has some great stories with that. And uh, another favorite of ours is episode number 19, becoming the Seattle Superman with Jonathan Bell. Mm -hmm. who is a huge uh, social media star. He is known for wearing Superman costume around Seattle and taking photographs. And his photo, his photography is amazing and stunning. Um, But I love this episode because he was the one that really, first of all, he's one of the nicest guys as well, too. He was so nice and kind. And and whenever you talk to him, either on the show or reached out to him on social media, he's just very, you know, just a very down to earth kind of guy. But he was the one that really inspired me to get into cosplay because of his story. And so I absolutely attribute me and my son getting into cosplay to him because he was really the inspiration for that. Yep. Um, and last but not least, and I think you'll probably agree with this, Kevin, is um, one of our favorite ones is episode 46, Batman. This is one where we just talk about anything Batman-related. And we also talked about how on the show, it, it, we didn't plan this, but we always end up talking about... Batman one way or the other. And I think we have maybe about eight episodes on the show out of a hundred. That's about Batman. Yeah. And like no other character has had that on their show um, to this extent. And so this was just pretty much talking about our love for Batman, what we love about the character, anything like that. And then you did a game just like with the other episodes. And we did a Mad Libs version of Batman. Yeah. And it, it was, I wrote
1: a, I wrote a story yeah. and it was just off the wall, ridiculous. And I left I I left uh, blanks and then asked you for the words to to fill it in. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, what we got out of it was I don't know if the if the version that you that you edited the sound effects into is is online or if that's something you just shared. I, I think it's in uh, the episode. The sound effects okay. are in
0: the episode. I even but did like s- a little video representation, <laughs> like it for like I think the first maybe minute of it because it, I think it was like a five minute story. I did a video visual of it, um, but the yeah. sound effects were in the episode itself. So if you go back and listen to it, it's
1: it's <laughs> it's an audio chef's, drama. It's <laughs> chef's kiss. Yes. Like it's it's like it was so good after we finished and we were laughing so hard that mm-hmm. like, you know, we we get off the we get off the, the the chat and, you know, close the Zoom. And I sit here I'm thinking dude, should I, should I do this full time? Like, should I, is, should, is this what I'm the, like, am I the best in the world at this? Like, is, is, or is, am I the, am I, like, is this the best thing I do? Like, I'm a great dad. I'm a really good teacher. I'm an excellent husband. Um, but like, man, I'm, I'm really good at this. Like, yeah, that was, that one went to my head a little bit. I mean, and we didn't even get a lot of feedback. I, I mean, I don't remember getting a ton of feedback at the time, the, the thing that just stands out to me the most is how hysterical you and I thought it was oh, because yeah. we could not stop laughing.
0: Well, and here's the thing is, is even for the only ones that thought it was hysterical, like that's all that matters. Like yes, I don't care if yeah. no one else, it, it was hysterical. But with that being said, I was talking about this earlier. Um, one of my colleagues from comic watch, uh, Kevin Rossi listens to the show and he okay. listened to this episode and there is a part in the, Uh, Mad Libs where somehow I said that the villains from Gotham City look like a grown-up version of uh, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone and Kevin uh, Rossi loved that so much he thought it was hysterical that he decided to photoshop some of the Batman villains I think from it was I think it may have been Batman Beyond or or something but he took some of the Batman villains from like Uh, not the main villains, but like the the gangsters that's Mm -hmm. from the animated show and put Kevin McAllister's clothes over them. So like a red sweater, green army pants, all that stuff. So they actually look like Kevin McAllister, but you know, with the mohawks and sunglasses that they're wearing and stuff like that. And he sent that over and I died laughing. First of all, it was our, our first fan art. And I'm like, yes, we made <laughs> yeah. it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> someone drew something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Based on what you did, but it was just, it was so fun because I was not expecting that. So when he sent that to me, I was dying laughing because like to visually see that as an interpretation of it, it was hysterical. And last year I wanted to take that and create um, Christmas tree ornaments with that. I couldn't do it because the programs I was using like was really weird about it. So I'm hoping this year I can do that. But, um, I really want to take those images and send that out to people as gifts from from the show this year because I thought it was it it, it has a lot of sentimental meaning in the fact that somebody liked our show, and liked what we did with this episode, that they created something, and so I thought it was really cool to be able to you know celebrate it that way is to take mm-hmm. that fan art and give that as like Christmas ornaments to uh, for people to put on their tree. So, um, yeah, so that that was a lot of fun, and that is all of our favorite episodes that weren't on the you know top list of played episodes but we still think are golden for us mm-hmm. um we're, we're like i said we're about hour 20 into the episode i had a segment on here where we kind of read some of the reviews um there's actually quite a bit of reviews. I don't think I'm going to want to go through and read it right now uh, just because I want to respect your time. I want to respect everybody else's time that's watching us here as well, too. If you're curious about the reviews, we do have them on our website. If you go to thecaptionlife.com, there's a tab that says Show Reviews. And you can actually – one, you can leave a review on our website. So if you want to re- leave a review, it doesn't have to be through Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, but you can definitely do that. Um, you can actually do it through our website – but on that same page you can see other reviews that people have left. And and again, like it they're nothing but great things that people have been saying about our show. Um, I think we're doing something right if we get a lot of people saying that they really enjoy it and we're not getting a lot of, you know, hate the the first time that we get like a one star rating from somebody, that's when I know we'll made it because
1: Yeah, someone just says we <laughs> suck.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um but it's um if you want to see those reviews, go to our website and you can definitely see that. Um, what I want to do next is kind of you know remind people a couple of things, and then we'll do the comics we're reading, and then we'll do our giveaway. Um, again, this show is a part of Comic Watch, and we're always looking for reviewers for the website, so if you're interested in writing reviews on comics – TV shows, films, anime, games, anything like that—those are the things we write reviews on. Or even maybe not reviews, but if you want to help out with, um, you know, previews and and doing news and stuff like that, uh, our team is very collaborative and you know very creative in coming up with ideas on like whatever people want to write about, as long as it fits into what we talk about. You know, we want to make those things happen. So if you're interested in that, if you want to give a shot at writing reviews or writing you know articles for Comic Watch, I will put a link. Of that, um, of an application to where you can apply in the show notes. Um, so we're always looking for reviewers. So if you're interested, definitely fill that out or reach out to me and talk to me about it. And I can definitely answer any questions you have. Um, and then to give everybody a preview of what's happening for. Our next episode, episode 101, I'm going to have um, a guest on the show from uh, Mark Bell, who uh, has his own comic uh, publishing company called Plague Doctor Press. And so he'll be on the show next week, and we're going to be talking about that as well as a comic he has coming out. Um, Excuse me. Molly just said that she's going to go make a dummy account to leave a one-star review. I, I knew somebody was going to do that. It doesn't surprise me that Molly's the one that's going to do it,
1: too. <laughs> I just went and looked at the reviews. Did you know that somebody rated our show 6 out of 6 Infinity Stones once? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and, and the story behind that. so that's uh, Isaac Edlund, and he is part of the Affinity Bros podcast. Okay, And, that, awesome. and that's actually their thing, is like they will rate and review things, and they do a 6 out of 6 Infinity stones because they're six infinity stones. So,
1: man, I feel honored.
0: Yeah, Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's again like a lot of great on things. The, I was
1: still on the show then when they left it. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> I'm super yeah. excited to see that. I, I was not very good about sharing out the reviews with you, to be honest, because I, I saw them come through, but I didn't think about like, oh, I should share this with Kevin. <laughs> so,
1: I apologize for not. I remember you sending me one mm-hmm. at some point early on. But I was not very good about, like, every time we got it, i sending it off
0: to you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so that's what's going on next week. So let's get into the comics we're reading. For those who are listening right now live, if you want to share any comics that you're currently reading, please put that in the chat, and I will make sure to read that um, here in the live, and then I'll also be part of the podcast as well too. Um, so this will be kind of a nice live interactive thing where if you want to share what you're reading, I will um, go ahead and read those off in the chat. Uh, but starting off, Kevin, I know you and I have talked about this. You are somebody that you don't have as much time as you like to read comics, so you're probably not reading anything currently, correct?
1: No, but I can tell you what the comics that I'm most excited yeah. um to finish. Because <laughs> from nineteen eighty two. I, the, I no, no 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 no. I made the mistake of um uh of reading stuff that you had like recommended a while back. And oh, yeah, yeah. one of them was human target. Yes. Um, and I loved the first volume. Mm-hmm. um and i i'm wait i've got to get the second one um I, it is I guess so it's, good man oh no see it's still the hardcover doesn't come out until uh ju- until july so i'm waiting on that one and the other one was um what's the dark, is it dark Knights of steel yes that tom, the, tom the, taylor's writing yeah the, is that the one where that's like set in like like, like camelot Medieval. or something
0: Yeah, it's not Camelot, but it's set like
1: in the in uh, medieval times. Yeah, yeah, in the middle. That one has that one had me hooked, and I read through the whole thing, and then I was like, "WTF, Sean?" (laughs) Um, Like, there's no, there's it doesn't end. It's it's a hang. It's a cliffhanger. And well, and and that one was
0: like they had put out, I think the first six or seven issues month by month, mm -hmm. and then there was a long pause. Before they put out the next one, and then I think there's mm-hmm. like another like longer pause, so like i I don't know what's going on with that exactly, but yeah, it was frustrating for me because I was really enjoying it, and then I think it was like a good eight months before they released the next uh issue, but man, it is so good like I think it's on issue ten now if I remember correctly, and there's supposed to be two more uh and I have no idea when they're supposed to be coming out. I haven't looked it up or anything and but. the
1: other thing is um uh Berserker yes Keanu Reeves thing uh so Uh I, I bought into the kickstarter and I've got like the first two like the third one the third like trade is coming out soon yeah and you know they send like the pdfs and like the emails and stuff and I'm so tempted to just like sit there on my lunch break and scroll yeah but then like I'm like don't do it because it's <laughs> you're gonna end, you're gonna get to the end of the book and then it's there's gonna be more that you'll have to wait on. Yep. And it's been a while since I've been on the show, but I just like to reiterate that I hate the serial nature of comics <laughs> um, because they because they make you wait. Yeah. I, it's got to the point where now the only show that like the, in 2023 the only television show that I will watch the day of or day after and like and wait around for it is The Mandalorian. But everything else like. I'm two years behind. I'm watching old stuff because yeah. I know I know that there's bonus episodes out there. I know. It's and there's a so there's
0: so much good stuff out there. It's, mm-hmm. it's, finding, it's finding the time to watch it, right? Like I absolutely love Star Wars Visions and Visions 2 has come out. I haven't watched all of it through yet. Mostly because my son's been wanting to watch it, and so I've been waiting to watch it with him whenever we get the chance to do that. So we only watch I think two of the six or eight episodes that they have out. Um but yeah I mean, there's just so much really good stuff out there. Have have you watched the Harley no, Quinn I, animated show?
1: Uh I watched the first two episodes of the Harley Quinn animated show, but it's a it's a Kevin only show. So <laughs> unless I'm a, awake in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh I I couldn't watch it. Um but I will say on the Star Wars front, um it was a while back, maybe it was spring break or something. It wasn't too long ago that like I came into the living room and and um Madden and Kathy, my wife we're watching um, Tales of the Jedi on Disney Plus, mm, and they're yeah. like the little short stories that kind of like fill in the gaps or whatnot. Right, and like Kathy was like really really into it, yeah. and I was like, "You've never been more beautiful than you are right now, <laughs> you sexy Star Wars nerd."
0: <laughs> I, I I've heard people talk about like how it, it's a lot of fill in stuff, especially for the Clone Wars and the Rebels. Um,
1: yeah, series. there's some, but there's some deep cuts in there. Like there there's mm-hmm. like. Like, she's, she's, like, getting the backstory and being like, oh, that makes more sense now.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Another series that you need to check out, Kevin, because this is your favorite person mm-hmm. of all time in the comics, is Rogue and Gambit. Okay. I. So, you know this. I, I enjoy Rogue and Gambit as a Uh, hobby for characters, right? Like, I enjoy them. I know you're in love with Rogue. Um I like watching them on screen and everything. I, I think they're really interesting. They're not my favorite, but it's not like I hate them like the way I hate Dr. Strange mm-hmm. and or the Duck and all that. Um, but this series is written by Stephanie Phillips, and I can't remember the artist right now. I just gave my head. I'm kicking myself in the butt for this, but the art is really good. I really enjoy the art. I think you would love this story because it has a lot of probably what you're looking for in a rogue story. Okay. So Rogue and Gambit is married in this series. And okay. do you know who Destiny Irene uh, Adler is in in the X Men?
1: Sounds familiar.
0: I I have never heard of this person until I started reading the um uh what's it called? I think the Immortal X Men. Oh no, the House of X Powers of Ten story. I think is the first time I I read about her. Okay, and she's um, Mystique's wife. Okay, and, and she's she can like tell she can see into the future, like all the different possibilities of the future and stuff like that. Um, but she tells Rogue that she needs to uh, help her by getting um, another X Men manifold that I've never heard of. But this character is, is really cool um, to get him to help out with Krakoa. And so they go off on this mission to get him, and it's been just a really fun story. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's very funny. Um, there is a a really like rom- like a romantic scene in there where they both lost their powers and they realize like what they could do now. Now that they both lost their powers,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the things that one of the things that I'd love to do a podcast on uh-huh. is like we could get a psychiatrist that knows comic books to like analyze like our fascinations with the characters that we love. because yes. like I could just see it like Sigmund Freud being like. So <laughs> So tell me about your fascination with the lady that does not exist but <laughs> but if she did a single touch could kill you <laughs> Have you always wanted the forbidden fruit <laughs> Uh you know what's
0: interesting that you bring that up um there's a podcast show that I find their style is really interesting and they're a very popular one like they they have a big following on social media and all that um but it's called the um the uh, I'm going to butcher their name, but it's, it's like the comic book couples counseling podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I've heard of that, yeah,
0: yeah. And they and what they do is with every episode, they kind of look at a comic book series through a specific, um, like psychological lens. Mm-hmm. And so they did one on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and through the lens of um the relationship between brothers and camaraderie, through I think like uh, some specific, uh, psychologist something like that but it's funny that you bring that up because that's the kind of thing that they would do. And, it, and it's oh, yeah. a really
1: well done show. Um, so, and I'll, i give you the flip side of that because I, let's, let's do, let's put a pin in this and let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah. The definitely. other thing, the other thing that I'm obsessed with is, is Superman. Yes. Um Who is like the, is like who is perfect in almost every single way and still struggles with the fact that he cannot be everywhere all the time mm-hmm. and, and save everybody. And, um, like, bring the tissues because I'm probably gonna like get deep in my emotions and and <laughs> and talk about why that moves me so much.
0: Yeah, you know what? What's funny is I just recently read for for the show, actually, um, based on someone suggested here, is World's Finest uh, Batman Superman World's Finest. Okay, um, it's currently written by Mark Wade and the art is by Dan Mora and it's still ongoing. Um, but we read Volume One, which I think was like the first six issues. And what I found really interesting, first of all, Mark Wade's stories are really great. His Daredevil Mm -hmm. story is one of my favorites uh, for a number of reasons. But one thing that they really highlighted is there's that whole – everyone – there's that conversation about like how because Superman is immortal, he's not like an interesting character because like he's pretty much unstoppable, right? Even though there's been ways to introduce that with the Kryptonite and all that, everyone says you know that's that's kind of an issue that like he seems like he's the perfect person. But mm-hmm. um, in this story, Mark Wade also points out about how two things: one, he is not immune to magic, so magic can still be kind of a weakness to him. If someone has that kind of power, they can still you know kind of be evenly matched with him. But the other thing that I didn't really think about until I read the story with Superman is that um, he is not as smart as Batman when it comes to like detective skills, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was a scene where he tells Supergirl to go, you know, take Robin, who was uh, Damian Wayne, uh, with him, and um, and she's like, "I can do this on my own," and he said, "You need a great detective to go with you," kind of recognizing his limits of like, yes, we're you know we're powerful and we can you know handle ourselves but when it comes to these sort of things like he knows his limitations and one of his mm-hmm. limitations is that he is not as good as doing these things as batman or you know his son and so i it, i really love that because i think that really puts it opens up a whole conversation you can have about superman that kind of gives you a different light of like he's not as powerful like yes he's you know invincible but in these other things like he could still be Debilitated basically, if, they, if it's done right. So, mm-hmm. um, Kim from the ODPH podcast reminded me that the art for uh Rogan Gambit is Carlos Gomez. Um, and then talking about the comics we're reading, Molly said that the last comic she read was a crossover of Superman and Silver Surfer uh, by Perez and Lim. She said that was a cool meetup. I did not realize that they did a crossover of those two characters, I That's would not kinda- have expected Silver Surfer to be a crossover. Yeah, that is really interesting.
1: I'd have to go look back. I wonder how long ago, how old that is.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming George Perez
1: and George Perez and Ron Lim. That's yeah. That's that's gonna that's pushing (laughs) it back a little bit.
0: It is. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Okay. So here are the comics that I'm going to be picking up this week. Um. So the first one is Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which is the this week is like the first issue that's coming out. Um. I'll be honest. I don't know anything about this comic series. I just remember seeing the artwork that they posted about it on social media, and I, I was absolutely in love with it. And so I don't know what to expect from this series. So this is one of those, like, I'm going in blind, and I'm kind of curious to see what it says. Um, Molly said that the Superman Silver Surfer crossover was only 96. Okay. Yeah. Would you say only 96? Like, that's over 25 years ago as well. Is super,
1: the, yeah. Ask. I wonder if she can hear me. Does Superman have long hair? Does he have a mullet in it? <laughs> Was it that Nicolas Cage? cage? he would give it away. <laughs> there was a stretch in the 90s where yeah. he, he had long hair.
0: Long hair, yeah. And and it's and it's always highlighted with the like the blue highlights as well. Not mm-hmm. that the hair is highlighted, but the shading, you know, that they did. No, with, no, no. Like, yeah.
1: Like that's the way that's the way that um Wonder Woman's hair has always been depicted, too. Like yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, another series I'm picking up this week, and Kevin, I think you'll like this one. It's called No One from Image Comics. Have you heard about this?
1: Sounds familiar. So
0: it's a brand new series from Kyle Higgins from the Black Market Narrative, and it's part of the Massiverse from Image Comics. Um, so the Massiverse includes stories like Rogue Sun, uh Radiant Black. Um, I think it's called Dead Unlucky or Unlucky Dead. I think it's Dead Unlucky. Um, Infernal Girl Red. So it's part of this like overarching um, universe called the Massiverse from Image Comics, and no one is part of this. It is a fantastic read, it, and Ken. I knew Kevin Ken was going to be excited about this because he's been really into this. Um, it is a fantastic series. I think this is one that you should pick up so, at some point because it is a lot of fun. Um, it is a. It's not necessarily a superhero comic, but it's a vigilante comic uh, about. Um, it takes place in Philadelphia, and it's this whole idea of accountability. Um, uh, basically, what happens is that. This person called No One is holding people in Philadelphia accountable. That's like you know some of the elite that's like taking advantage of, of the systems and stuff like that.
1: Like if, quote unquote, No One will do anything about it. Yeah, he, and, like he says, he's like, like, fine, I'll be no, I'll be No One. W- one of the
0: taglines he says that No One is above the law, and I am No One. You nice. know, so, yeah, yeah. So it's a really it's a really clever way of saying that. Uh, but what happens is like somebody, No One,
1: No One loves your mother,
0: <laughs> and I'm <have> No One. <laughs> and i am no one <laughs> um but what's um what's really interesting is that you know somebody what ends up happening in this story is that somebody ends up taking it and um try to hold these people accountable because like nothing ever, ever ended up happening to like a couple of them or whatever. Right. Like I think the first two, they ended up, you know, being held accountable Then the other two, you know, didn't. And so somebody takes a little too far and ends up killing these people. And so they're called accountability uh, murders. And so it's very, it's a, it's a hero kind of um, comic, but it's more vigilante. And um, what's really cool about this is that it kind of goes beyond the, comic book that there is a podcast that goes along with it, and it's not a podcast talking about No One, but it's a podcast that's part of the story that's an Mm. audio drama. So, two of the characters that's in No One series um, is actually voiced by Rachel Lee Cook, who is you know somebody from our childhood, right? That we absolutely mm-hmm. love. And... She'll be
1: on the list. Was Was she greater? Were <laughs> we?
0: And um and Patton Oswalt um is is on there as well too. And so I really love the idea that they're having like an accompanying podcast that goes with it, and it actually tells you more details about the story that's not in the comic. Um, so I just absolutely love this series. I think it's really brilliant what they're doing. They're kind of pushing the the uh, idea of comics that w- in that way. And then the last comic that I'm pulling this week that I'm going to be reading is the Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis series. Have you heard about this one? Mm -mm. So this is a little bit different where they're releasing an issue week by week instead of month by month. So this upcoming week is going to be issue number three. Um, Issue number two just came out, and issue number one came out last week. Um, But Spider-Man 2099, the only reason why I'm getting this is because Daredevil 2099 is supposed to be showing up in this. That's the only reason why I'm getting it. That's the only reason why I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> so far, it's not bad because um, you've
1: been you've been waiting patiently for him to make his triumphant return. I know,
0: you know, like because it's just been the one issue, and I thought yeah. it was such a great story, and I'm bummed out that they never really finished it. I don't think it's going to be the same Daredevil, I, which is disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to read it and see what happens. But um, I would love for them to revisit daredevil 2099 with sam fisk who plays daredevil and who is the daredevil character in that story i would love for them to do like just even a limited series of just Mm -hmm. kind of going back to that story i would absolutely love that um so all right so those are the comics that we're reading uh let me see here uh molly said about superman nope short hair no mullet man (laughs) lol um, and Ken confirmed he said it's it's called the dead un, uh, the dead lucky not so not the unlucky dead or the lucky undead or whatever I kept butchering it but the the dead lucky is what it was called in the part of the massiver. so thank you everybody for uh, chiming in and talking about that. so let's go ahead and uh, talk about. Um, and wrap up this episode with the giveaway that we have been talking about and promoting. And so um, for everybody who are listening in or watching the live, I'm going to play the uh, giveaway video just to kind of remind everybody what's going to be included in this giveaway for our winner tonight. So here it is. It's going to hit a huge milestone this year. We'll be recording our 100th episode, and to celebrate, we are having a giveaway. We're going to be giving away this Secret Wars-themed short box. We're also including a signed photograph of me and Kevin saying thank you to our most mediocre fan and signed by Kevin and signed by me. Now Kevin's signature is actually signed by me because I'm not sending this photo over to Texas just for him to sign it. A Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Funko Pop. A Golden Captain America Funko Pop donated by Comic Book University. A huge stack of comic books and a secret poster. An empty bottle of a drink that I had on the first recording of the Caption Life. A Daredevil number 189 issue that is signed by Klaus Jansen. A reversible Daredevil and Punisher beanie that you usually see me wear on TikTok. One Lego piece. A Nerd Initiative beanie. A 3D printed Doctor Strange portal disc that Nerd Initiative gave me because they thought it would be funny since I don't like Doctor Strange. You can have it. And there may be some other goodies and surprises that we'll put in there between now and then. So if you want to enter for a chance to win our giveaway, there's actually a number of ways that you can do this and you can have multiple entries. You have to have all your entries in by Thursday night, May 11th at 1159 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will announce the winner on our live show for our 100th episode recording on Friday night, May 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for all the support that you've all given us over the few years, and we hope that we can continue on for another 100 episodes. All right, so that is the giveaway that we're having. Um, and what's funny is in the giveaway, talk about the the bottle that I I had of the first drink that I've had when we were doing the uh, first episode of The Caps and Life. It was like a lemonade bottle that I put in there. I know a lot of people mentioned that. Um, a lot of people talk about the one Lego piece that I put in there, and Molly just put in the chat that she needs that Lego piece.
1: <laughs> She's like Rocket Raccoon, I'm yeah. going to get that arm. yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly um so thank you everybody you know before we pick our winner um again thank you for everybody for the support um this has just been a blast kevin have we ever talked about or even thought about what it was going to be like hitting our 100th episode for the show
1: no i would have i would have i'm still in kind of awe that we that we've done 100 episodes yeah. like that that something that we created has had this kind of longevity
0: yeah it's it's uh i I mean, I'm just I'm overwhelmed with the fact that we've lasted this long. That you know, we're still doing a lot of fun stuff with this show. That it's evolved into a lot of different things over the years. I think it's just been a lot of fun, um, not just for us, but for everybody that listens and and watches the show. Um, Whether it's you know through the podcast, through YouTube, whether it's through you know TikTok on social media or anything like that. Um, I feel like we've been doing a lot of fun things for people, and so I just appreciate. Everybody support since the beginning and new followers and new listeners, um, you know, and, and we hope to do another 100 episodes. And so when we get to 200, we have to think of something, you know, bigger to do. Maybe we'll do like a live recording uh, somewhere, like in person or something like that. And maybe like something fun or something big for the 200th episode if we make it mm-hmm. to that. So, um, so for our giveaway, let's go ahead and um, as people can see in the YouTube live, we have a click to spin spinner website which i think this is the same one you used before kevin oh yeah Um, yeah so we're gonna go ahead and click to see who is going to be our winner for the giveaway so here it is spinning and let's see who it lands on mr marvel 613 is our winner Congratulations, that is awesome So thank you for everybody Who entered into the giveaway um, And that wraps up Our 100th episode, Kevin is there anything You want to say before we wrap everything up And, and let everybody go?
1: Ah, uh, No man, I just I've, I really enjoyed coming back and I can't wait to do it again I, like, I, I think uh, I think you give me two weeks to get school out And we'll we'll meet up for the Superman Episode and I'll have a bunch of ideas For other places we can go After that
0: Yes, we need to do that definitely. So it's it's been a blast doing the show with you. It's been a blast doing the show and having so many people, you know, supporting us, listening in and and you know, it's just like I said before, we do this for fun. We do this as a hobby. Um when we look at the numbers we're really happy with the numbers. I know you know success is measured differently for so many people um and for me this has been very successful for a number of things and I think that you know just doing this live show tonight has been just a phenomenal success for our show that we got to this point. Not only are we doing 100 episodes, but you know, we're doing live. We have people interacting with us in the chat. Uh, Ken just said, congrats guys. Thank you very much. It's, it's just been a phenomenal ride and I just don't see us slowing down on this because you and I both love doing this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I just can't say enough great things. So with that being said, thank you all for coming to the live show thank you for celebrating a hundred episodes and here's to us making it to 200 episodes, you know, hopefully in the next few years. So thank you everybody and have a great rest of your night.
1: How, how, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say how funny would it be like right when the show ends, there's a little graphic, you know, like a freeze frame graphic that Uh that said the caption life was immediately canceled. No, we did we didn't make it to 101. So my
0: bad, (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And that wraps up another episode of The Caps and Life. I hope you enjoyed listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Caps in Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout-out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit The Caps